This show is supported by listeners like you at patreon.com backslash Kevin Rothrock, where you can sign up to receive two special The Russia Guy custom coasters for your drinks and beverages and whatnot if you pledge at least $10 a month. Thank you to my current 26 patrons. Your support means a lot to me. Howdy, folks. Welcome to another episode of The Russia Guy, the podcast where I talk to interesting and influential figures in Russia-focused journalism, academia, and activism. I'm your host, Kevin Rothrock, and on this show, I interview people about trending news stories, the overarching themes of Russia watching, and the ins and outs of life as a professional in this field. On today's show, my guest is Tikhan Zedko, a journalist who's worked for Russia's top independent radio and television broadcasters like Echo Moskvi and Dojd or Echo of Moscow and TV Rain, and now he's deputy director of news programs at the TV station RTVI. Tikhan talked to me about how he got into journalism, the challenges facing independent reporters in Russia today, specifically when it comes to sources, and what he thinks about Russia reporting in the United States. That and more in the interview. Now, here it is. I know that you come from very accomplished parents and that you have similarly accomplished siblings, and I wanted to know... Would you say that you decided to pursue journalism because of your family, or was it something broader about growing up in Russia that that brought you to this profession? Actually, it happened by accident. I was I was uh, studying in the university Ergu. It's a Russian a Russian university for humanities or something like that. And uh, I was looking for a job, as a lot of my friends and other students. And I started to working as an editor in the um, the news outlet Palit.ru. I was just uh, editing the text, uh, looking for for mistakes, and uh, that's it. So I I was not actually a journalist. Then they proposed me to become a news editor there, and then I found uh, an uh, advertising on the uh, side of Echo Moskvi radio station that they were looking for a, for a journalist for a reporter. So I tried, and I I sent them. My CV it was not actually CV; it was just some sort of information about me. And they invited me to to audition, and um, then they decided to to give me this job, and that's how it started. So it had nothing to do with my with my family. My mother at that time was um, she was working um, with a French uh, television in Moscow as a producer. Uh, my uh, older brother, Timothy, he started to work on uh, Gazeta.ru, but it it all happened by accident, I would say. So, actually, maybe it it is somehow connected with my family. Uh, that uh, my grandfather and my grandmother they were writers, and uh, the circle where we were growing, it it, it was always connected with a. Uh, letters and with um with a language but not a lot of our friends were journalists at that time so it's not it's it's not like someone told me that i should become a journalist or something like that no it just happened by accident do you feel like being a journalist in russia today is on a continuum with like the the kind of intellectual things that you're family has done in the past, or just even separate from your family? Do you think of Russian journalists today as a subsection of Russian intellectuals, or is it something different? Are they are they a group of 
intellectuals within the sort of broader tradition of Russian intellectualism. I don't because maybe this isn't as coherent an, an idea as I would like it to be, but the sort of intellectual tradition seems to be very powerful in Russian history. That you know the, the Russians have had this intellectual elite that stands out in a way, in a way that doesn't in the United States at least. I don't think there's. I mean, we have intellectuals obviously, but they're not as intrinsic to national history as they seem to be in Russia. And I wonder, are journalists part of that tradition today in Russia? I think yes, but not all of them, and uh, not entirely. I mean, um, on the one hand, uh, journalists in Russia are journalists in, in the normal situation. They, they give information, they make interviews, they do everything what normal journalists in, in normal countries do. But on the other hand, uh, of course, I think journalists in Russia are more than just journalists because intellectuals in Russia over the years, they were hurt by the society. And the words that these uh, intellectuals were saying were especially important for, for the society. Something like that is happening now with a, with a part of journalists, not with all. For example, when you... When you are talking about the um, part of the, of the society that you can call the audience of a radio station Echo of Moscow, for example, I think that they are listening very precisely f- to what, for example, Alexei Vindiktov is saying. And uh, for for them, he is much more than just a journalist. He is some kind of um, a moral leader or something like that. So I think that partly, yes, I think that you're right. How would you describe the state of Russian journalism today sort of broadly? Because, I mean, the narrative in the West is often that everything has been swallowed up by state outlets, and now all there are are foreign publications that have headquarters outside Russia. Like, how hard is it to do? You live in Russia, right? Yes. Yes, I do. So how hard is it to do independent journalism there now? I mean, are you competing against the state outlets, or are they kind of operating in their own world? Well, I would say that the um, the state of journalism in Russia in uh, is very very bad. It's not a big secret. The problem is that uh, the um, independent outlets in Russia they do not operate like normal companies. They they do not operate like normal uh, TV stations or radio stations or newspapers. They survive, and there are several problems. There are several explanations. The first is uh, the uh, political situation, of course. There is a huge censorship in Russia. And if you look at how media are owned in, in Russia, you will see that part of them are state-owned. Part of The second part are owned by uh, businessmen who are somehow connected with the, uh, with the state. And the third part, independent media, they exist only because the, the government led them to exist. They, um, it's not a big deal for the Kremlin to shut down all, all the uh, independent media in one, in one hour or in one day. They can find uh, some violations of fire, fire rules, for, for example, or rules against, against the fire or something like that, and they can shut down this media in an hour. The second problem is uh, that um, there are a lot of instruments to fight against these independent media. The main of these instruments is an economic instrument. Independent media, such as Dost, for example, TV Rain, it exists very hard because uh, it's impossible to Dost to get advertisers, 
it is impossible to those to cover all the country in a satellite and um, cable networks because uh, satellite and cable networks just won't let those in because they they were told not to let those in so this uh, economic problem is is i would say the the main problem and the third is uh, that um, the government just do not pay attention to you at you i mean at independent news outlet they uh, they won't talk to you they won't give you interviews they just pretend that you do not exist that you and your audience exist in some sort of weird bubble and it has nothing to do with uh, with uh, the whole country which is not true especially now when there is internet but it is very hard to get uh, some comments from from people from the government or from people from the kremlin so the uh, state of journalism in russia is not in a, is not in a good shape but at the same time when for example in the us i was saying to someone that i'm a russian journalist sometimes or often i heard you're a hero which is completely bs because it's not a big deal to be an um, independent journalist in Russia, we are not in North Korea, where we are not on, not in some countries of, uh, of the Middle East or in Turkey, where you uh, have a lot of chances to go to jail if you're an independent journalist. It's, it's hard, but it's not something impossible. I wanted to know how independent journalists in Russia manage to maintain sources in the government and in the police when the relationship with the authorities seems to be so hostile. It doesn't really, there's always been something I have had difficulty wrapping my head around is that the independent media seems to sort of exist in perpetual danger of being shut down by the authorities. And yet their job requires them to have relationships with, with prominent officials and so on. And, you know, non, not prominent law enforcement officials and officials here and officials there. How do you do that job when, when things seem to be so hostile? This is uh, very, very difficult. And uh, uh, I can see that uh, every year the number of sources and the number of uh, information from the sources in, in independent media is becoming smaller and smaller because people from government uh, of the record or on the record, they just don't want to speak to independent media because when you speak to independent media, you speak to someone bad and you do not want to to do it because it could harm you a person from the government somehow still there are some some normal people in the government who understand that they should give information not just only to the audience of um, state-run tv stations but also to these i don't know 20 percent of uh, all the population or 30 percent of the population who do not watch state state-run tv so somehow they they talk to I don't know Vietnamese or Kommersant or the Bell or uh, RBK. I know, for example, that they barely speak to TV station Dost. They barely speak to RCV. But it's not our goal to to get information from the sources. But yes, it is a big big problem. Some, on the other hand, some people from the government they are still using uh, media as as a thing that that they can use to somehow give information as a 
which we call in Russia is slivnoy bachok, you know, like uh, when you uh, give uh, information to uh, to people, maybe it is not a correct information, but they want audience to to get it, and so they s- somehow manipulate uh, with uh, with the media. But uh, overall, it's it's a huge it's a huge problem. How would you say that American journalism compares to Russian journalism now? Because I know that some people they say that the two have sort of converged because of the sort of explosion of oppositionist reporting against Donald Trump. Do you find that that's a fair comparison or is it kind of exaggerated? I can say that I was surprised in a bad way by the state of American journalism. I mean, I'm not a big expert in American journalism and in the history of American journalism. But what I saw was a little depressive because um, I saw something that happened in Russia in 1996 when there was an election of Boris Yeltsin and he was losing and big part of journalists decided to support him and they uh, even published uh, the newspaper Nidaibog something like um, it it cannot happen or something like that so what i saw in so called mainstream media was something like that i i hate to say that it, in, in some things i agree with uh, donald trump but i have to say that because uh, it's not a witch hunt or something like that but it, it just sometimes I saw a very bad level of journalism in uh, New York Times, even in Washington Post, and especially on CNN, for example. Uh, the um, the best example for me was when Sean Spicer, the press secretary of uh, Donald Trump, he appeared uh, during his um, news conference, and he had a small piece of letter in between his uh, teeth. And uh, there was like a half an hour report on CNN about how terrible it was that the uh, press secretary of the uh, leader of the free world is giving his news conference with a piece of salad between his teeth. It, it, it's, it, it was just ridiculous. This on, on the one hand. On the other hand, I was um, surprised in a bad way of the level of reporting on Russia in the um, American media. I don't know why it happened. Maybe because a lot of good journalists left Russia. I mean, American or, yeah, American journalists left Russia. Or there there was some other reason. But when I was reading or watching news stories about Russia in American media, I had a feeling that they, they were just missing a bear or a balalaika or a huge huge bottle of vodka in the uh on the tv i mean it was so made out of stereotypes like the black is black the white is white and etc etc i I don't know why it why it happened maybe because how some people are, are saying that it is because there isn't a lot of experts on russia now in, in in the United States because of the uh, feeling they had at the beginning of ninety that they the Russian problem is solved and etc cetera, etc cetera. I don't know but it 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 was a little uh, depressing I would say and um, the other problem or maybe the same problem was that after the um, after the victory of Donald Trump in two thousand sixteen I barely saw reports on why Americans actually voted for him. I mean, 
one, two, three, four, maybe 10, maybe 20 articles. But the main part of the articles were about Russian collusion and uh, Russian interference in the elections, which maybe, maybe had place, maybe, maybe it happened. But 60 millions of Americans, they went, they went and actually voted for Donald Trump. And I, I didn't see a lot of uh, answers on the question, how could it happen that 60 millions of people in the uh, country with a great history of human rights and, and everything voted for a, a racist and, uh, and voted for Donald Trump? The only answer was Russia, which is not true. So I hate to say it, but yes, I, I was, I would say disappointed by the, by the level of American journalism. And I, and I think that now it is not in the um, best shape, just like Russian journalism, but the reasons are completely different. Do you think that journalism is a good career in Russia today? Is this like something that you would recommend to young people? I have two kids. I hope they. Do you, are you going to encourage them to be journalists? No, or? no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled that that my son he wants to be a architect, and my daughter she she thinks she thinks about now, but no, she she does not want to be a journalist. That's amazing because I cannot imagine how it how it will be in five years if things don't change. Being a journalist now in Russia, it's, it's not the best thing to do. And it is important. And uh, I think that me and my colleagues were doing a very important thing. But uh, I will not advise to anyone become a journalist now. That's my interview with Tikhan Jadkov, RTVI's Deputy Director of News Programs. Please check the description of this podcast episode for hyperlinks to Tikhan's Twitter profile and his author page at RTVI. If you enjoyed this interview and like listening to this podcast, please consider skipping over to patreon.com backslash Kevin Rothrock, where you can make a contribution. And don't forget about my new audiophile supporter tier, where you can get two custom coasters featuring the podcast's new artwork by Yulia Drobova. Thanks to everybody already pitching in, and I'm happy to get feedback on Twitter, by the way, if ever you've a comment or a question about the show. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. Дайте, что ли, карты в руки погадать на короля. Ой-ля-ля, ой-ля-ля.